Welcome to the Freedom from Emotional Eating podcast. It is time to stop using food to manage your emotions, to end the endless obsession with dieting, and to overcome binging, to start using food as fuel for your body, for health and vitality. I'm going to give you simple tools and insights to help you manage your stress, to stop succumbing to urges, and to help you feel 100% in control over your eating. My name is Rachel Freeman, and I too am a recovering emotional eater. I am here to help you see there is another way, and freedom comes on the other side. So let's get started. Good morning, good morning. Welcome back. It's Rachel here with Freedom from Emotional Eating. How's it going? I hope you are having an absolutely fabulous week so far and enjoying the beautiful fall weather. Are you starting to see how you can use this podcast to get some crazy awesome results for yourself? I hope so. I love showing up each week for you all. I feel like we're all such great friends, even though we might have never met. And I hope you feel the same way. I know I have used so many podcasts to learn and grow and to shift in so many amazing ways. It's actually how I found life coaching. I stumbled upon Brooke Castillo's podcast, The Life Coach School, and fell in love, started binge listening, obsessing about it, and it led me down the path of joining self-coaching scholars, getting my own coach, and then becoming a coach. And my hope is this podcast will do something similar for you. So today, I want to talk about creating a fail plan. Uh, It is essential, I believe, that you create one if you are a human being. Now, I'm going to guess right now you are human if you're listening because as far as I'm aware, aliens aren't downloading podcasts, although I don't know. So as humans, we are not perfect. This came as a rude awakening for me as a bite for you. Some of us spend so much time and energy just trying to create perfection. But if honestly does not exist, it's just a thought we have concocted in our minds. So if we aren't perfect, That means we're going to mess up at times and even fail. The important thing is what we make failing mean. What's your definition of failure? So I first went to Google and I searched it. And the definition on Google was a lack of success or omission of expected or required action. Sounds about right, right? Or at least that's what I think most of us think. But then I decided I was going to pull a bunch of different groups of people and see what they said. And here were some of their responses. Failure means first attempt in learning. A bummer. 
a catalyst for growth. The only real way to fail is to quit. Necessary for growth. It is our greatest teacher. Part of the journey. We must go back and start again. Those were just a few of the very many thoughts that some other entrepreneurs and other people that I talked to had about failing. Here are my thoughts. I have a love-hate relationship with it. I know it's necessary for my growth and it's the way we learn. But in full honesty, it's crazy uncomfortable and it sucks in the moment. It's for this reason why I believe we need to have fail plans, like a family emergency plan, right? If your house was burning, God forbid, a million trillion times, that's what my husband would say, where are we going to meet, right? Are we going to meet across the street in the neighbor's yard? But, right, we have to have a plan so we know that everyone is accounted for. And the same thing is necessary for every time we fail on our eating plan or with our meditation routine or if we binge. What do you want to say to yourself when it happens? You have been following your plan all week and then boom, you have a really shitty day. Totally toss it to the side. Do you A, say I suck, it was inevitable that I would fail, or do you say I'm human and I did seven days in a row and one slip? That the slip doesn't have to mean anything about me or my abilities to achieve my goal. Now notice, if you say the first one, I suck, and it's inevitable that I would fail, How does that make you feel? My guess, pretty dang shitty. When you're feeling shitty, are you feeling motivated to go back on your plan? Or instead, are you more likely to keep emotionally eating in an effort to avoid all the uncomfortable feelings? Because, right, that's why we emotionally eat in the first place. This is just getting me further and further from my goal. Now imagine instead you said, B, I'm human. I did do seven days in a row, which is pretty amazing. How would that feel? My guess is it's going to feel a lot better. You might still feel a little disappointed, but you're so much less likely to throw in the towel and just give up on yourself. Unfortunately, most of us don't do B. We do A. And then we wonder why we keep quitting on ourselves. Why we are unable to stick to our plan. It's not that you don't have enough willpower. It's just that your brain is making you feel like crap. So it's time to take control over your brain. Start to plan in advance. What you're going to say to yourself if and when you mess up. When you fail. Look, it's inevitable. We all fail. We all fuck up at times. But we don't have to take ourselves down in the process. That never helps. 
I remember how I used to think if I beat myself up about it, I wouldn't do it again. But the truth is that wasn't what happened. Instead, the opposite happened. It's worth a try. Stop beating yourself up for being human. Instead, ask yourself, how did I succeed? It's just a math problem, guys. Say you had five days in a row that you stayed on your plan. Two days that you effed up. Five is better than two, right? So stop focusing on the two days and put some focus on your success. It's going to feel a shit ton better. When you're feeling good inside, you are way more likely to move towards your goal instead of backsliding. Start by figuring out what you want to say to yourself if you mess up. It doesn't have to be all rainbows and butterflies. It just needs to be neutral. Maybe something like, I'm human. And humans sometimes mess up. Or I'm learning. And then say it out loud. Write it down and repeat it every single day. It's the only way you will remember. Right now your brain isn't wired to naturally think this way. So of course, this is going to take some work. Aren't you worth it? The more you remind yourself in advance what you're going to say to yourself, the easier it's going to be. Try to even slow yourself down. And as you're saying it, visualize how it will feel. Visualize what you will do next. Often I will suggest to my clients that they put it on sticky notes, on their mirror, on their computer screen and even on their phone as a screensaver. The more places you can see it and remind yourself, the more likely you are to remember in the moment. That's why we practice things in advance. The more likely you are to remember and use it, the more successful you will be. So what is your fail plan going to sound like? Make sure you believe it. Make sure it's kind and compassionate, and that it leaves you feeling neutral at least better than you did before. It doesn't have to be super positive. We just don't want you to beat yourself up anymore. That's never going to work. Before you do anything else today, create your fail plan. It is an important part of creating success for yourself. And if you haven't left a review, please do so. It's the only way I know you're on the other side, and it's the best way for others to find this podcast and get the help to overcoming emotional eating too. All right, my friends, I hope you have a wonderful week. Till next time, namaste. Food does not need to run your life or take up time and space in your brain. There is another way to live life. It is a life free from emotional eating. I invite you today to download my free quick start guide to stop emotional eating. The link is in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. It's the only way I know you're on the other side. I hope you have an absolutely fantastic week. I'll see you next week for another fabulous episode.